Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man walah. Rabbi syrahli sadri wa yassirli amri wa hlul uqdatam min lisani yafqahu qawli. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana inna kantal alimul hakim. First and foremost, thank you so much um, Fiza'u for that kind introduction. Uh, Fiza is always energetic. Uh, regardless of what the event is. Um, and we need her energy, alhamdulillah. Thank you so much. Um, I'm honoured to be seated beside Mr. Ramli, who is uh, the co-speaker and panellist for today. There's a lot I hope to learn from him, inshallah, uh, regards to today's topic. First thing I said to him when I sat here, I said, Silau, eh? Silau, yeah, Silau. It's extremely bright. No wonder just now you said you couldn't see. Yeah, couldn't see. This is how now pop stars feel like, Ustaz. Yeah, Yes. I'm not a pop star like you, yeah, so I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Alhamdulillah, today we're going to talk about a very important topic. It's important because all of us need it. And all of us need it because we've all sinned before. Okay, As per the hadith earlier, that every son of Adam is a perpetual sinner. Khattah means like you commit wrongdoing again and again and again. And yet, the Prophet said, وَخَيْرُ الْخَطَّائِينَ التَّوَّابُونَ But the best of those who perpetually do wrong are those who perpetually turn to him in repentance. So you see, there's always hope. Right? There's always hope. that It's never the end, no matter what you've done before. Okay? So I'm going to try to delve into this. I don't have a lot of time. This is one of the biggest uh, timers as well in front of me. It reminds me every second is passing. Um, but I'll take note of that inshallah and I'll try my very best to compress everything that I can. The first thing I want to highlight here is that there is danger in allowing sin to become a habit for it to continue and for us to do nothing about it. It is extremely dangerous because it is damaging to our soul and it is damaging to our mind as well. Because the Prophet ﷺ defined sin as something that makes your heart feel uneasy. You feel restless after you do it. That is a sin. And if all of you tonight, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, ev after every time you commit a sin and you feel that sense of restlessness, that is a ni'mah, that is a gift. Why? Because there are some people out there who no longer feel anything. They go from one sin to another sin and another, repeatedly, day in and day out, and they feel numbness. You know, there's, there's nothing. It's so empty. So if you feel something, that's a gift. And therefore, the Prophet's definition here, that sin causes you to feel uneasy, is a definition meant for believers. A true believer feels something, and that is a gift bestowed to you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sinning can become the basis of us losing our honor, losing our wealth, and losing all of our blessings. In this life, we need barakah. We need Allah's blessing. And if you continue to commit sin, even with numerous, multiple reminders, 
either the obvious ones where somebody comes to you, hey, Fiza, I think you should stop doing that, you know? To the not so obvious ones, as you're about to commit sin, tiba-tiba dengan azan. <laughs> right? As you are uh, reading all the gossip stuff on social media that's gone viral, sekali Ustaz Mizi baca Quran lah. Ah, pop. You know? You feel uncomfortable and yet you try to ignore it. After a while, you're going to lose all of the good things that Allah is trying to send into your life. So we have to be aware of this and be very, very careful. Just now, Fiza asked, um, what are examples of sin? And the truth is that there are so many. If you look at the screen behind us, ma'asiyah, um, by definition, means disobedience, an act of disobedience. Towards who? Towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you can disobey Allah in one of two ways. By doing something that He told you not to do, and by not doing something that He told you to do. It is a sin to drink alcoholic beverages. It is a sin to purposely not pray. Right? So both are sins. One is committing something, the other one is omitting something from your list of responsibilities. And sometimes your sin is in the fact that you neglect responsibilities. Husbands who do not care about their families, you know, um, children who do not look after their aging parents who are sick and well, needing their care. Like, there are so many types and forms of neglect. We need to ask ourselves, what type of neglect is, are we doing that is a sin in the eyes of Allah? Another common sin that nowadays is not even seen as a sin. You know? So when some people go out, especially guys, Fiza, guys, eh? Guys, jom pergi our gossip hangout. Guys, and guys do that, right? Gossip session. The girls, alhamdulillah. The girls, alhamdulillah. Right. So, so eh? guys like to do that. So, guys, jom, let's go coffee. And then we gossip, okay? So, astaghfirullah, guys, don't do that, okay? So gossiping is another thing that we don't even realize it's, it's a problem. We think, oh, that's how we release our stress. That's how we overcome the overwhelming feeling of maybe burnout, fatigue, or perhaps even anger towards some people in the office and we sit down and we talk about them, knowing that it is also wrong. Sowing discord amongst people who are together, whether they are friends or family, you're trying to put a wedge in between two people who are close because you don't like them being together and you do your very best to split them apart. That is a huge sin. In fact, it is a sin that Iblis is so proud of when one of his uh, little troops, you know, the shaitan, is able to cause uh, two people to fall apart in their relationship. Other types of sin include greed, lust, telling lies, and so on and so forth. But when you look at all of this, right, guys, I hope you're not thinking about other people and say, yes, yes, I know. Farah always tells lies, you know. Farid, mm, greedy guy, right? <laughs> like you're thinking about other people. I hope tonight is a session where you self-reflect and look at yourself in the mirror and ask, where am I and what am I doing wrong, okay? So my, the title that was given to me tonight is called The Extent of Allah's Mercy. 
I want to present to you these two verses in the Quran. The first one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, A'udhu billah min shaytanir rajim, wa rahmati wa si'at kulla shay'i. azim, which means, my mercy encompasses all things. My mercy encompasses all things. I don't know whether you feel anything when you hear that. But it's like somebody telling you, I love you. <coughs> I love you. Repeatedly, I love you. It means that it encompasses all things. My love for you covers everything. It means that even if you mess up, I'll still love you. Even if you um, lose your job, I'll still love you. Even if you fail your exams, I still love you. Right? Even if you get divorced, I'll still love you as my child who got divorced. I love you regardless. Even if you get incarcerated, I'll still love you. Do you know someone in your life who loves you that much? Well, Allah is saying, My mercy encompasses all things. Tell me what you did wrong, and I'll tell you that I still love you, and my mercy is greater than my wrath, which I'll cover later, inshallah. Another one here, I'm just going to read the meaning. Allah says, which means, And when those come to you who believe in our verses, say, Salamun alaykum, peace be upon you. Kataba rabbukum ala nafsihir rahmah. Your Lord has decreed upon Himself mercy. Kataba rabbukum ala nafsihi. When Allah uses the word kataba, it means He has made it obligatory upon Himself. Just, a, just like the famous verse of Psalm, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu kutiba alaykumusyam kutiba. Allah has prescribed upon you fasting. So it's wajib upon all Muslims, right? Fasting. Allah says here, Kataba ala nafsi rahmah. He has made upon himself the obligation to always have mercy. MashaAllah. Okay? My dear brothers and sisters, when somebody wants to repent, how does it look like? I don't think it's a decision you make tonight and tomorrow morning you have repented. Right? I don't think that's how it works. There is a process, and sometimes this process does not look perfect. The problem why a lot of people give up as they're trying to change, trying to become a better Muslim, a better version of themselves, they quit halfway because they realize, hey, it's not like what I think it should be. No? Which is what? Which is, I make a decision, and then the next day I'm a, a different person completely. Okay? This is how I think it looks like. And I could be wrong, and it's, it's not perfect either, but the first is realizing that you are in error. Okay? People who are in denial, you can't help them, they can't help themselves. If Allah has given you the gift to realize, eh, hey, mashallah, this is wrong. I committed a sin. I didn't realize it, but I was in the wrong. If you realize it, you should be grateful to Allah, alhamdulillah. Because that is the first thing that would trigger this entire process of trying to repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second attempt, uh, the second part is to attempt to try and quit the sin. I put attempt because you will have to try and try and try again. The first thing you try doesn't work. You try another way, doesn't work. You try another way, doesn't work. You ask a friend to help you out. You go for classes, right? You, you do something different every single time. Okay. As the definition says that if something doesn't work, stop doing it. <laughs> right? 
or else if you keep repeating it, you're just a lunatic, right? So you have to know yourself and know what might work better for you. And finally, inshallah, by Allah's grace, you'll be able to stop the sin. And then, when you stop, you look back, and sometimes you cry thinking about the sins you've done. That is a key ingredient called remorse. You need to have remorse. There's a big difference when somebody just sit down and says, Astaghfirullah, 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 1,000. Versus somebody who says, Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Crying, thinking about all of the sins that they've done in the past, right? Remorse. It's not just lip service, right? I'm not saying that it doesn't work. I'm just saying that it's so much better when you actually are immersed in the whole emotion, um, uh, in the process, because you are emotionally also connected to whatever that you are saying. The fifth, and this is something that most people don't realize, and I get this question a lot, Ustaz, does it mean that my tawbat has to start all over again? Why? Because I did it again. Right? Oops. <laughs> right? Relapses happen to almost every other type of sin that you can think of. You thought you were over it, and then suddenly you're back doing it again. Just like that, in an instant, you fall back. And to me, this is something that is normal because we are human beings and we are vulnerable and we are exposed to different types of triggers and influences around us. And just in a moment of weakness, just, you just need one moment of weakness and then you, you're back. And this is probably something that Mr. Ramli can share about more, inshallah, in his sharing. And number six, inshallah, finally you arrive to a point where you have tawbat and nasuha, true and sincere repentance. One of the most quoted verses when any, when any speaker talks about repentance is this one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, A'udhu ilam shaitanir rajim, Qul ya ibadiya alladhina asrafu ala anfusihim la taqnatu min rahmatillah. which means, Say, O my servants, who have transgressed against themselves by sinning, do not despair of the mercy of Allah. Do not despair of the mercy of Allah. Indeed, Allah forgives all sins. I'm going to say some. I'm going to say the opening and then you finish it, okay? Indeed, Allah forgives. One more time. Indeed, Allah forgives. And indeed, it is He who is forgiving and merciful. The steps towards repentance, according to scholars, you'll find this in Riyadh Salihin and the footnotes where the scholars say, the first step towards repentance, the condition is to stop the act. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَأَمَّا مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَنَهَا النَّفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ But as for he who feared the position of his Lord and prevented the soul from unlawful inclination, فَإِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَىٰ Then indeed, paradise will be his refuge. Insha'Allah. Number two is regret. Just now I said remorse. Same thing, regret. The Prophet ﷺ said, أَنَّدَمُ تَوْبَةَ Regret is repentance, which means what? That is a pillar of repentance. Just like when the Prophet ﷺ said, Al-Hajju Arafah. Hajj is Arafah. You have to do Arafah. That's the main thing in Hajj. 
So anadmu tawbah. In order to attain true tawbah and repentance, you need to regret what you've done. And the third one is al-azmu ala Allah ya'uda ilayhi abada, which is to have a strong resolution to never turn back to the sin. It does not mean that you won't have relapses. It's just having a strong determination, telling yourself, I don't want to do this ever again. What is the effect of a repentant soul? What happens after you have truly repented? Number one, I want to share a hadith from the Prophet said, which means, verily when the slave of Allah commits a sin, a black spot appears in his heart. Pause for a moment, right? Now, every time I read this, I feel something. You know, I feel ashamed and at the same time, I feel grateful because, you know, just because I sit here doesn't mean I have lesser sins than all of you. And this thing is internal and it is not visible to the eye. Now, I just imagine that what if Allah removed it and you could all see the state of my heart? I, I don't deserve to be here, you know. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as part of His mercy too, He covers our sins. I hope you realize that. We talk about the extent of Allah's mercy. Part of what's beautiful about Allah's love is that when He knows you did something wrong, He keeps it from everyone else. We have friends and family sometimes who knows one bad thing you did and they tell everyone. That is why Allah's love is unmatched. It's incomparable. But when he refrains from it, seeks forgiveness and repents, Allah says, his heart is polished clean. May Allah allow us to die in a state of a polished and clean heart. Amin. The second sign of a person who has truly repented, increased amal salih. Remain conscious of Allah and fear Him wherever you are and follow a bad deed with a good deed. You know, if you find it, Alhamdulillah, it seems like it's now easier for me to go for Islamic classes by Adil, you know. It's easier for me to go to the masjid. It's easier for me to help people who are in need. This is probably a sign that Allah has accepted your repentance, Alhamdulillah. And the third one is a reminder to myself, first and foremost, and for all of us, is to be more humble. If you've done something wrong before and you look at others doing wrong, what, what makes you, why are you still judging people? Were you not just like them a year ago, six months ago? I see this happen all the time on social media. Hey, this person just changed, alhamdulillah, transformed, alhamdulillah. You can see it visually, you can hear it from their content and everything. But then they start judging other people. Hey, wait a minute. If we were to flip a few pages back, Right, of your life book, wouldn't we see the same thing or even worse? Be humble, my dear friends. We were all once like that too. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to know is that Allah is more pleased with the repentance of His slave than any one of you is pleased with finding His camel which He had lost in the desert. I know today you can't relate to camels lost in the desert. We don't have a desert here. And I don't think we see camels running around. But we do have owners of cats, right? I have three cats. So I can imagine people who have lost their cats before and then they're like, oh, I cannot sleep at night, you know, thinking about the cats. Outside the window, meow, meow, like looking for their cat, right? So they miss their cat so much. What happens when you are reunited? You feel so happy, right? But I want to give another example because the Prophet ﷺ gave another uh, analogy or rather a literal thing that happened in front. One time, a group of, uh, a lady from the prisoner of war, 
that the Muslim had captured, she had lost her son. Okay? And as usual, when a mother loses a son, you have a son? Can you imagine losing your son? Okay? And you don't know where your son is. You're worried sick. You're, you're not crying. You're wailing, right? You know, just asking for help. Anyone who's seen my son, help me. Right? And then finally, that lady was reunited with her son. And they hugged so tightly. And the son was on her chest, crying, both of them. The Prophet ﷺ observed that and he asked the companions, do you think that mother would ever throw her son into the fire? Companions are like, Ya Rasulullah, how could she? Look at how much she loves him. In fact, no mother would do that. Not just her, right? No mother would do that. Allah's, and then the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah's mercy is greater than that mother's love for their son. Allah's love is even more than that. So if you imagine how much a mother loves their own child, Allah's love is greater. Most forgiving. Okay? The Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith Qudsi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, which means, O son of Adam, imagine this Allah saying this to you, okay guys? O son of Adam, were your sins to reach the clouds of the sky, and were you then to ask forgiveness of me, I would forgive you. Some of you sitting here tonight, you could imagine like, MashaAllah, I'm so embarrassed to even think about how much I've done that is an act of disobedience against Allah, an act of disregard towards my responsibilities as a Muslim. I can't imagine it's so much. What, as, as tall as a mountain? Allah here says in Hadith Qudsi, if it, even if you were to reach the clouds and if you were turn to Him in forgiveness, He would forgive you, MashaAllah. O son of Adam, were you to come to me with sins nearly as great as the earth, and were you then to face me, ascribing no partner to me, meaning no shirk, I would bring you forgiveness nearly as great as it. What else do you need to know about the extent of Allah's mercy? You know, it's, it's so much, right? And I think the organizers also are showing mercy to me because study time, they're up, they had two more. Somebody, okay, thank you for your mercy, ya Allah. Have mercy on you. When your days seem dark, brothers and sisters, remember Allah's mercy prevails. When Allah completed the creation, the Prophet said, He wrote in his book with him upon the throne, Verily, inna rahmati ghadabi. Verily, my mercy prevails over my wrath. I know sometimes people scare you with Allah's wrath and anger trying to get you to change. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I know some of us need it because we are too lax about the idea of repentance. We're like, ah, Allah is always so loving. He's always going to forgive me. It doesn't matter. So sometimes we need to be shaken with the, the stern reminders. That's why the Quran is both bashiran wa nadira. It gives glad tidings and good news and also it gives very stern warnings. Because as human beings, we are motivated in two different ways, carrot and stick, right? Sometimes we need a carrot to be motivated and sometimes we need to know that there's a stick, you know, that is going to uh, be there when you continually do wrong. I want to end with this, simple daily du'as towards Tawbah, okay? The first one, Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam tawfir lana 
وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ Surah Allah Al-Azim Which means, O oh Allah, I have wronged my soul And if you forgive us not And have not mercy on us We shall surely be one of the losers Another one, a famous dua Slash dhikr uh, That we learn from the story of Nabi Yunus A.S La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu minal zalimin There is no deity except you. Exalted are you. Indeed, I have been of the wrongdoers. And lastly, A'udhu bika min sharri ma sana'tu This is a tiny little part of a longer dua called Sayyidul Istighfar which I would um, recommend that you find out about Sayyidul Istighfar one of the best uh, forms of istighfar for you to make Which means I seek refuge in you From the evil of what I've done My closing words are My dear brothers and sisters A reminder to myself first and foremost and to all Do not delay repentance We do not know how much longer we're going to live Any one of us could go at any time It's not about age You sit beside someone who's older This lady is going to go first She's older, right? No, no, no There's no guarantee Right? We could be going first. Small, positive steps progressively every day. That's, that's it. It's as simple as that. Don't try to overhaul your life in 24 hours. Instead, do sm take small steps. But you know that you are progressing every single day. And lastly, Allah's forgiveness is closer to you than you think. Allah is more ready to forgive you than you are sometimes to forgive your own self. Thank you. وبالله توفيق هدايا والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته